to skate, but I can't get a date. Ecto cooler in my flask, cause it's a podcast. I'm sorry, Cole Ross, I lied to you. Sonic is my favorite game too. I consider Knuckles my waifu. I'm sorry, Cole Frost. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody, it's me, Brayden Cameron. This is Teenage Dirtbags. With me as always is Gary Butterfield. Hello, Gerald. How are it's you? M- I'm good. Uh, it's me, the original big boy <laughs> to Brayden 3000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a couple a couple of outcasts. Yeah. Talking about outcasts and talking about music videos brayton yeah winter is upon us it is indeed yeah um and uh here at teenage dirtbags every time it's winter that means that it is time for our famous drive uh the winter of discontent <laughs> where uh you and i play the dozens put each other down and create content that's right it is the winter of discontent which is why the garrity was all about your love of knuckles uh, exactly which i actually don't love <laughs> And uh, I've been, uh, I drew a picture of you on a bathroom stall wall where you're chugging a Starbucks. And you don't actually like coffee that much. No, I'm not that into it. You know, I've been getting into like once a day when I'm at work. Mm -hmm. That's about it. Yeah. But in the the drawing I drew on the stall, um, it was one, you weren't at work. Yeah. And two, you had two cups. (sighs) So inaccurate. Damn. That's a diss. And that has been the winter of discontent. <laughs> it's also the winter of discontent, as in uh, we're talking about the show. We're talking about the show. We're talking about the show. We're talking about this video. Yeah. Uh, by Outcast. Yeah. Uh, and Brayden. Yes. I fucking love this song. <laughs> it's real good. God, like I mean, I I know that this comes up every single time that Outcast comes up, but I always feel a little bit like a lame white dude. Yeah. how much I like Outkast, because mm-hmm. I'm not a huge hip-hop guy. Like, there's bands I like, but I'm not yeah. super into it. But man, this just fucking owns. Yeah, I mean... This is real good. I like... I think Big Boy is a tremendous rapper, to begin with, number one. But mm-hmm. Andre... Andre Benjamin you, is a goat contender. Like, he's you, yes. so good. And, like, nobody challenges Andre, because yes. he knows what he's doing. And he does... Uh, in looking at, like, researching the song and stuff, like... It uh, affirmed several of my suspicions that were like the, one of the reasons why I think that Andre, like why I respond to his rap and his songwriting, is that he writes on like non-rap instruments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like this has a really strong pop sensibility. Like, and he wrote it on an acoustic guitar. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that like doesn't always happen. I'm not trying to be you know old Catskill comedians being like, oh, they're not even musicians. Yeah. Not true at all. Like, rappers are, are fantastic musicians. Incredibly impressive. There's so much skill to it. It's music, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But, like, you get this kind of hybrid stuff with Outkast that is, like, this mm-hmm. this kind of hybrid uh, pop, you know, not pop in, like, a, you know, Nicki Minaj, like, Taylor Swift way, but, like, a pop in, like, a very, like, like British invasion kind of way. Yeah. And, you I know, mean, the influences are, are really impressive as well. Like, this song in, in particular has, a, like, an altered version of a um, Wagner piece uh, yeah. in it. And, like, which is just not something that you see very often in, in hip hop. Um, you know, you see a lot of old soul and a lot of stuff like that, but but this is kind of thinking way out of the box, way way out of the box, way out of the speaker box, yeah, <laughs> and the um, love below as well, and and the love below, um, and not to not to disparage Big Boy, like Big Boy is great, yeah, and and together they make a really good like a team, mm-hmm. but th- like 
this uh, I, I listened to this and then just let YouTube kind of take me away and went on like a essentially listen to you know and watch videos for all of Outcast's greatest hits today. Yeah, and like it is just they're just so good. Yeah, yeah. Like um that the the whole world song mm-hmm. that song is so good. <laughs> Brayden, it's <laughs> such a good song. Well, I'm glad that you're you're listening to some Outcast. I, I'm I'm uh, I am good. I, I really, I really love it, and this video is a delight. Which I'd never really watched it before. This yeah. was after my MTV days, by a long sight. So I've never seen this video before. Uh, I looked it up, in just kind of thinking about Outcast videos. Um, yeah. I think I first brought up doing this uh, like a few months ago. Okay, uh, Gary, I want to I want to introduce maybe a new segment here we can talk mm-hmm. about, which is uh, I want you to describe this video, but only mm-hmm. using like mashup terms, like it's blank meets blank. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and okay, I'm gonna say this video is kind of like uh, well, I know exactly what it is. Yeah. It's the uh, it's Doctor Doolittle meets the scene in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles where they all go to the farmhouse to repair a car. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. I was gonna say Doctor Doolittle meets uh, 1980s Tom Hanks movie The Money Pit. <laughs> it's, it's it's very similar to that. Yeah, yeah, The Money Pit is definitely an influence here because it appears the Outcast have bought themselves a real money pit. They really have. They're just. Like, yeah. They're fixing it up. Yeah. You know, which I appreciate. Like, they live in this house with all, like, like outcast And, like, if you imagine Outcast, and there's also, like, Outcast pets as, like, the kids' version of the cartoon. Yeah. This features all the Outcast animals mm-hmm. who also rap and sing. Yeah. Yeah. And there's tons of them. Talking about cats. Talking about dogs. Owls. That owl? That turtle in the beginning the who's turtle. doing that little laugh? Yeah. Like, the, the beginning <laughs> of the video, this car pulls up. Uh, this is, you know, Miss Jackson. Yeah. The titular Miss Jackson. And there's a turtle going, like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's actually like a turtle fucking noise, man. Yeah, yeah, that like, is a very turtly noise. Yeah, it's extremely turtly. <laughs> um, and she's just kind of she's just looking at Outcast. They're doing this fixer upper on their money pit. Yeah, with their animals, and and they're very friendly. Uh, the the mom is not having it. You know, uh, keeps driving. Yeah, yeah, she's and, uh, she's you know angry already uh, because as you know. Things didn't work out so great, right? Between... Andre three thousand made made her daughter cry. Yeah, yeah. You and know that relationship didn't work. He had the time to apologize a trillion times, but yeah. apparently that just isn't good enough. Maybe a quadrillion would be enough for Mr. Jackson, but yeah. you know, Miss Jackson frankly has unrealistic expectations, which is kind of what the song is about. Yeah, that's true. That's true. God, and just in, and just to talk sugar about Outcast, like I like how many of their songs are breakup songs. <laughs> Like there's no machismo to this. Like it's it's just kind of like a like an actual like, you know, pretty pretty realistic nuanced take on a on a breakup. Yeah, yeah, kind of thing. And they have like that. You know, there's stuff like that in Hey Ya as well. Like mm-hmm. Andre Jackson like talks about relationships in his song like not through a traditional hip hop lens. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, I'm just here for it, man. Wyo wyo wyo. Yeah. But we're talking about Miss Jackson, which I uh, you know. While while Miss Jackson leaves the scene, we come back to Big Boy, who is uh, polishing his classic car uh, yes. outside, hanging out with his dog, who's bopping along to the beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, occasionally uh, kind of rapping along, and, seemingly. And uh, Andre is having a very difficult time uh, putting, putting up, up some wallpaper. wallpaper. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of a thing of the past. Yeah. Wallpaper. Uh, Yes, it is. And you know what, Gary, can I cut in for just one second here? Before? Of course. Uh, and I want to I want to talk about something perhaps maybe you've mentioned it on another show, but we haven't talked about it on our show, which is Dumbbell PDX. 
Oh yes. <laughs> Let's do it. Would you we, uh, would you be willing to describe what dumbbell PDX is? And I I want to tell the audience, do not Google this. Don't type in dumbbellpdx.com. I just because I don't want the purveyors to have any sort of ad any traffic. Hits. I uh, I don't want that either. Even though I did, I just did that in order to pull up a picture of it. Okay. Uh, to see what it, so dumbbell PDX is a building uh, on the corner of MLK and Burnside mm-hmm. uh, in Portland, just a, a scant um, you know seventeen blocks from my house, yeah. or not even that, like ten blocks from my house. Crazy like close. busy intersection of yes. the city. That, yes, a very very prominent part of the uh, the east side, mm-hmm. um, and it is a gigantic building that is painted. Uh, like the like if you imagined uh like the bathroom at Wee herman's house mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like it would be painted like this yeah it's it's like that kind of a ribbon hard candy sort of a thing but like all yellows and reds and like and and well and like kind of sickly greens yeah. and pale oranges and stuff like, all on, like it is a, a diseased looking building yeah, yeah it's a hideous eyesore it is that- this is the worst looking building I've ever seen. And it's it, like when they first started painting it and it was only on one side, I was kind of into it. And then they just did the whole building that way and it looks terrible. Uh, and they also have these shitty phrases up in the windows. And I don't know if it's like, is it office space? Like renting? Is that what it's supposed to be? Or is it like a housing thing? It is. It is office. It's commercial space. Okay. Um, but also creative. Yeah. Uh, space I, is the idea. They yeah. want um, like galleries. Uh, if you do go to their website, nobody else should do this, Brayton. Yeah, but you should do it just so you can get extremely mad, uh, like I am. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna do at that it. Now. Which this entire uh, this is like the most grotesquely like parody of Portland thing. Yeah, uh, that I've ever seen. Um, now leasing, and then under that it says like right now because uh, it's you know. Risk takers, rule breakers, culture makers, a creative space for big ideas, the first crowdfunded building in Oregon, Ugh. keeping it real at the Burnside Bridgehead, no fingers, no fakers, and then a peace sign, and then in big, gigantic black font on a yellow background, apartments, nah, <laughs> die, 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 <laughs> like, this yeah. has to go, um, this is the kind of thing, like, I'm not going to become a supervillain, but I could see, like, this being a plot for, like, a, uh, a Hot Fuzz-esque, you know, uh, gr- you know, group of civic-minded vigilantes. Yeah, it, I just, I, yeah, I just hate that, that, uh, that marketing, like, you're cool because you're oh, into man. designing things. Like, and the, that sort of, like, the calling people risk-takers or taste-makers or whatever yeah. it is. Like, no fakers. Like, no fakers? What the yeah. fuck are you talking about? Didn't you yeah. ever heard the phrase, fake it till you make it? Or am I supposed right. to make it somewhere else, then come to your building? Fuck you. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had to present some make-it ID. Yeah. yeah. This is right across the street from another, like, little creative incubation space bullshit thing. Yeah. That on the side is like, give us your, your misfits dreamers and malcontents or something like right, that and it's right. like okay now i want to also address and i'm i'm not watching this video but there is a youtube video on this page that is called gorilla gorilla development colon crowd investing for real estate yeah that's that's the that's the group of people who made this shit it it makes me think um, of uh i remember watching an ad for uh dumbo heights are you familiar with dumbo heights uh, no, I don't know what Dumbo Heights Dumbo is. Dumbo Heights is like a uh, Jordan, uh, was that his first name? Jordan Kushner? 
Uh, Jared, Jared Kushner. Kushner. Jared Kushner yeah. uh, owned building in New York in Brooklyn that's supposed to be kind of like for like hip hip new start like uh, startups for uh, like technology companies and stuff. And like the idea, like at one point he says something like machine engineered efficiency. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? You just put words together. Also, it's called Dumbo Heights. Like who wants to that's live that's and work name. there? Yeah. I'm just going down to my work. You know, Dumbo Heights. That feels like it was designed by a machine. Yeah. Like Jared Kushner being a replicant yeah. uh, is already pretty much on the table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this definitely seems like evidence as such. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. And then I know uh, it's right next to this uh, coffee, surf, and beer place called, uh, like, I think it's called Kosubi. And there's, Mm. like, a sign in the window that faces Kasubi that says, hi, Kasubi. And I'm like, fuck you. Like, fuck Uh, you, building. Dying. (laughs) Why can't this be? This is a money pit right here. I I I would love for Outcast to have these resources (laughs) that, uh, that Dumbbell PDX had. Yeah. Like maybe they'd still be together. Yeah, maybe, maybe. You know, and just because uh, the the um, you know, the one of the things I was when reading about Outcast today, I didn't realize that like they didn't start out as like kind of hit makers. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm used to a post Hey Yeah, Outcast. Oh, but prior yeah. to that, like they had a lot of hits that were kind of midland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Bombs Over Baghdad was a commercial failure as a, as a single, yeah. and didn't start getting like airplay until after. Uh, this song came out. But Bombs Over Baghdad is like a non-stop banger. Like that, that is such a fucking good song. And the, like <laughs> the rapping is so fast and furious and I don't mean the movie, it's just amazing. Yeah. yeah. But nobody, it wasn't a big thing and then this song kind of hit it big and then people went back and listened to more songs from the album. Yeah. Uh, is is uh, At least according to Wikipedia, I don't, again, I wasn't watching MTV at this time Yeah, and consequently missed a lot of good shit. <laughs> That's just, um, it's life. So uh, the, um, so this, uh, Outcast is uh, is make you know, Andre's putting up wallpaper. Big boy's cleaning his car. Yeah, uh, it starts raining, which doesn't always happen. Yeah, when you start any, washing your car, that's always what happens. Exactly. Yeah, um, and uh, it's raining. It's coming down pretty good. Uh, so much so that it explodes Big Boy's car. <laughs> yes, and I love that Big Boy has two I- I- expressions in this entire video. And you can see <laughs> both of them right here, which is yeah. what is this and. Ain't that just the way? <laughs> <laughs> Those are kind of big boys' expressions. Yeah, and they're great. Like they're perfect uh, for this entire video. <laughs> you know, you get Andre three thousand, who like is just kind of like a technology expert slash candy clown character. Yeah, and then you just you have to have the straight man though. You have to cut over to big boy, just being like, "What the fuck is this? Ain't this just the way? Uh, ain't this just the way?" <laughs> <laughs> and I love the but, zoom in on his like the hood ornament on his car like starts to frown at the end yeah. when it's on fire and melty. I, so this good. It's very good. There's um so now it is like dark and stormy horror movie time in this yeah. this place where they're trying to like fix the leaks in their money pit yeah. and stuff. And this is when the animals really start taking center stage and singing oh, yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um and it's just it's just real creative cuts during this song is perfect for this because it has ooh like a little ooh part. Yeah. So if you just cut to an animal opening its mouth during that, it just delights me. Like I feel like I'm I'm one of the arrested development people whenever uh, the uh, their their detective shows up. Yes, yes. Um, it's that is how I feel. Like every single time it switches to an owl screeching a line from the song, I'm yeah. like ah, <laughs> it gets happening. Yay! What is the name of that what guy? Martin Mull plays him, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, um, it's not Bob Ballard. It's uh, Parmesan. Uh, yeah, Gene, Gene Parmesan. Parmesan. Yeah, yeah. Whenever Gene Parmesan shows up, I'm like, I'm like Lucille Bluth. Yeah, 
uh, whenever an animal sings in this video. Yeah. Now, can I uh, talk about uh, Andre 3000's hat in this? Uh, it, I can't decide if it's like a it's a knit cap that kind of looks like it's either supposed to be like a mining construction helmet, or <laughs> it might, I don't know if it's a reference to the character Dumb Donald on uh, on uh, like oh uh, uh, Fat Albert Fat Albert yeah yeah um, perhaps like it's got kind of stripes on it mm-hmm. like um, which is which is kind of weird. It also looks a little bit like an oversized bowler hat yeah a little bit because. Um, I was thinking that because he, uh, big boy goes up to the roof to kind of fix the antenna. Yeah. Um, or I think it's big boy. It might be, uh, it's hard to see cause yeah, I'm it's ra- big not boy. because I'm racist. It's big boy. Um, but he, if you put, uh, Andre's hat on big boy, he'd look like Paddington bear. <laughs> <laughs> yes. When he's, uh, yeah, I could see that for sure. Yeah. For sure. With the rain slicker and everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that would so be adorable. Looks a little bit like a Paddington bear hat. Yeah. Uh, it's hard. Like for me, Big Boy's face doesn't seem right when he's up there. Like I, the Mm-mm. lighting. Do you think it's a body off. double? That's kind of what I'm thinking. Maybe he's like legit afraid of heights, and he wouldn't go up there. And they just like composed his face up there, or maybe it's just the lighting because of the storm I, and stuff. But I'm glad you're with me because I, I found him hard to immediately recognize there too. Yeah, and it just uh, I think it it is probably the lighting, and he has like a, a you know a hood over over his face. It's darkening. Yeah, you know. Um, it just, but things are just not working out for these guys. No, you know, no matter how many animals they bring into this money pit, like it is just falling apart. Yes, uh, and uh, while while we're here talking about things falling apart, we're going to get towards the end. We're getting towards the end of the which Pokemon is Cubist tournament. So I have to ask you, Gary, which Pokemon is Cubist? Smurgle has a brush on his tail, in this tournament he will surely fail, and Geodude, mind cop but two, when observing a new, descending a staircase, he'll come in last place. Cause this tournament ain't about the size, how badass they are, how cute their eyes. This time, we're looking at their heart to see if they are fans of Cuba Star. So, we'll start at the beginning, and then we'll up, we'll ramp. Cause we need to see which Pokemons the real Marcel Duchamp. Cuddle up with your arcane this song's over, it's... Tournament time! Pablo Tops! Is it Plusle? Or is it Purloin? I cannot believe we're getting near the end. We are, we're only like Is that we have a, like a, a svelte six months or something? <laughs> so how, how many, remind me how many weeks you said we had left? Oh, like 70. Okay. <laughs> let me, let me see if I can add this up here. Classic Teenage Dirtbags get done in like april yeah okay um, uh just a, a svelte five months yeah i think uh we have four episodes after this one okay so that's not that's not april no probably like we'll take a break but not that long yeah um <laughs> the um okay so plusle which is uh, an off-brand pikachu yeah. um who is uh, has plus symbols yeah uh, like he's part of the red cross and uh, Purloined, which is a, a sassy cat. Sassy cat. A who is, devious Pokemon. Yes, devious, dark. Um, Plusle, electric, happy. <laughs> Cheering Pokemon, <laughs> devious Pokemon. Japanese name, uh, Prassle versus Churoneko. Churoneko. Mm. Mm. Yeah, a churro and an echo. Two candies. <laughs> that, that I enjoy quite a bit. Um, I think this might have to go to to uh, Purloin mm-hmm. 
based on being devious, subversive, you know. Um, I don't think cubism is a uh, a cheerful art form. I think it's challenging, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, a little bit dark. Plusel just looks like Plusel likes um, like those calendars where it's an animal, but it has huge eyes. Oh, sure. That's sure. the kind of art that Plusel's into. Yeah. You know, but Purloin, I think that could be, and also Purloin could also be an art thief. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it could have gotten into cubism through the, the miracle of thievery. <laughs> You're like first knew the uh, material value, stole it, and then yes. started to appreciate it on another level while looking for a fence. Either or. Yeah. Like uh, either order, you know. Uh, I'm not sure what what order happened in, but I, I could see Purloin being a fan of cubist art. You know, if you're a fan of the value of the art. Yeah. Like, I think you're still a fan, a fan of the art. Mm. You know? Um, like a fan of uh, of being able to sell it for a bunch of money. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll give them that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, we are we are near the end of this video. We are. We are indeed. Um, you know, it's storming. Things are going bad. There's a little bit of magical realism here as like a light bulb kind of explodes into a... <laughs> yes. Like a gas that looks like if you were in, uh, you know, uh, uh, dead money in, in New Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, you. I get what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. And it is kind of like a... Isn't like Andre 3000 like kind of has his hands out in a in a kind of a, a almost spiritual gesture? Gesture of supplication. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's kind of the, the turning point where the uh, the sky explodes, uh, a gigantic hole opens up, and the sun starts shining into yes. the money. And a, and a dog covers its head with its paw. I love it when dogs do that so much. My I used to have a dog uh, back in – did you ever meet – the thing is before I met you. It was definitely before I met you. I used to have a dog in my teenage years named Crispy. Mm-hmm. It was a little Shih Tzu okay. uh, that my mom loved. And Shih Tzu would do that on command, like whenever you praised. Yeah crispy he would he would do it and it was the cutest thing in the world you're like you're like, you're doing a great job crispy and then and he's just like no hear no it. i don't want to no i'm good guys jeez and it was, it was it was very cute that is very adorable the dog also did the thing where he scooted his butt everywhere which i think is like something that's cute outside of the context of a butt yeah yeah i think you isn't know? that like a like a sign of worms it can be a sign of a lot of things okay. like, like having uh, an itchy butthole <laughs> that's primarily and then that could be there are many uh, that's a symptom of yeah. many many foul diseases yeah uh but primarily i wonder if there's any, some kind of like piece of shit out there who when his dog does that he just scratches his dog's ass for him <laughs> think anybody does that <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know I, I could see it like i could see just some some real gross person just like yeah i mean because I, I, I go way out like of make, my way there are a lot of people that like make out with their dogs it's kind of just weird yeah i mean i, I give royce kisses but just not on his lips yeah you know, uh, mostly, he, mostly on his he head. licks his butt with that. I, he does. <laughs> he definitely does. You know, and, and I'm aware of that. Yeah. Um, you know, he does. And sometimes he'll like sit on my arm or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, his butt might be touching me in a way that like I'm not comfortable with. And I'll get, I'll ask him to move very politely. Yeah. And then it's up to him if he does. Um, but yeah, I, I, I go through a lot of uh, having a pet and trying to avoid actual contact. Yeah. With any anything, uh, anything, any like non fur covered piece of skin on my my cat, I don't want to touch. Except other for, than paws. I mean, toe, toe beans. I mean, toe, yeah, toe beans. Yeah, paws and toe beans. Like toe beans are extremely good, and that's something that's a rare privilege because uh, <laughs> cats don't like you messing with their toe beans. No, nobody. But if does. they if they leave them to you, yeah. you know, that's how you can tell trust. And this is all one of the things how this relates to the video is like I know Andre would understand this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like. Like, I think if this band continued, like, he might have made a song about toe beans, and it would have been, like, extremely yeah. good. Um, 
Braden, can I give you a quick elevator pitch? Oh, sure. Please do. Gary and Braden are friends with ideas. Terrible ideas. When the phone rings, it's a special kind of conversing. Here you are. You're invited to listen in. So please lay your fears. Lend us your ears. When you get that itch. Now, in the spirit of full disclosure, I've already ran this elevator pitch for you. Oh, okay. But I didn't run it on air. So you don't have to make up all new jokes, or you don't have to pretend like you've never heard it before. I just want everyone else to hear it as well. <clears throat> Brayden. Mm-hmm. Remember back in the 1800s, how everyone thought everything was bile-related? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it was all, all your bile, your humors. Yeah. Uh, didn't seem so humorous to me. Um, you know, and bile has gone out of style. It has. I think. You know, it's very rare that anyone talks about their bile. Yeah. Anyone brings up bile. Uh, and when they do, it is negative. It's like, oh, Sean Handy was spitting bile about blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always negative. I think bile needs a makeover. Okay. Okay. I'm listening. And my idea is so we come up with something and we'll keep it simple. We're just going to call it new bile. <laughs> yes. Now, that doesn't sound exciting. But when you think about this multi-pronged advertising campaign I have where we get a, a, a group of uh, dancers mm-hmm. You know, scantily clad ladies, and we call them the Nubile Girls. Okay, I like it. And then so on the far. side, we're like, hey, come get our project. We got Nubile Girls. Yes. And then everyone's going to be like, give us the Nubile Girls. Yeah, we want to we wanna see more of those Nubile Girls. We love the Nubile Girls. Like, everyone will go fucking bonkers for Nubile Girls. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the next thing you know, everybody's talking about Nubile. Uh, and, <laughs> and I love it. I love it. I like yeah, it, especially you. if we don't spell it. Like N E W, we spell it like N E U or something. N B Y L E. New bile. And then just it cuts over to just like a jar with a thick like gray liquid in it. New bile. Thank you for going with me on this uh, uh, commercial journey. Uh, Gary, we pretty much wrapped up the video, but before we wrap up the episode, I do have to ask you again, which Pokemon is Cubist between the following? Is it Bahiam or Obama Snow? Smirgle has a brush on his tail. This tournament he will surely fail. And Geodude, Minecop, the two, and observing a new descending a staircase, he'll come in last place. Cause this tournament ain't about the size, how badass they are, how cute their eyes. This time we're looking at their heart to see if they are fans of Cuba Star. So we'll start at the beginning and then we'll up, we'll ramp. Cause we need to see which Pokemon's the real Marcel Duchamp. Cuddle up with your arcane eye. This song's over. It's. Tournament time! Pablo Tops! I, I really thought we had done uh, two of these already. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we did two yeah, last the, episode. Thanks, Obama Snow. Yeah. Okay. And so we got Behem, who is related to that bell that we dealt with earlier. Yeah. That brass bell, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, same kind of shape. This one is a psychic. Mm-hmm. However, um, it is category cerebral. Yeah, it is a cerebral Pokemon. Um, the thing it evolved from is a real weird little critter. Yeah, seen this thing? This uh, Elgim. Yeah, Elgim. Yeah, that's a weird looking 
little bits. And then the uh, the uh, Obama snow is an owl abominable snowman. Mm-hmm. Um, so between like a cerebral, like a little psychic bell, um, or an owl abominable snowman. Mm-hmm. Which one is a bigger fan of Cubist art? I think we gave it to Obama Snow last time because of Ice Cubism. Yes, that's correct. Um, but cerebral Pokemon. You have a cerebral Pokemon with the hidden ability of analytic. Yeah, that that's definitely appreciates art. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's got to go to Behem. Okay. Behem it is. Behem's going to go to a Frost Tree Pokemon whose hidden ability is soundproof. That doesn't give us anywhere. Yeah, that's... That gets us nothing. Um, so Behem definitely takes that bad boy. Fantastic. Sorry about uh, whoever my upstairs neighbors left the dogs out. Um, they're all singing. If, if, if they were in mute and Miss Jackson was on in the background, it would be cute. Is I it promise. the Bodgerman? Gary, before we leave this episode, I want to uh, oh, yeah. say that when I first looked at uh, Miss Jackson by Outcast, one of the things that popped up in the side, and it's not there now, was uh, there's, a, there's a cover uh, by a gentleman by the name of Matty B., I that did pop up for me. It's not there now yeah. for me either. But I saw Maddie B raps. Maddie B raps. Uh, Maddie B uh, like he's like twelve. He's like a twelve year old white boy who's like covering Uh-oh. covering it at like live shows and stuff. And he's it's very like weird that he's doing this. <laughs> let's uh, let's get a little audio. Yeah. Let me skip. Oh, and he, he made this whole like karaoke style video of him dealing with another little 12 year old girl yeah and there's a there's a live footage where it's like him and his uh his black friend comes out to like announce the song but then just kind of hangs out on stage and doesn't like have a microphone or anything it's really bizarre i uh you know what i'm upset about the maddie b version of this has 150 million views Uh and the outcast version has about 98 million or 95 million views damn that sucks. That sucks for everyone. Don't that do Maddie this, B. Maddie B. You suck. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a dislike. <laughs> you show up, Gary. I did it. <laughs> the ratio is not great for them. Like it's it's uh, six hundred thousand likes to a hundred thousand dislikes. Yeah. So that's that's not actually not a very good ratio no, for these. No. Um. Let's see. So sad. He looks like he's five. Yeah. People don't know Outcast anymore. It's sad. Yeah. Uh, you are a bad mom. <laughs> I'm just looking at the comments here. Uh, uh, that moment when a little boy fucks up your favorite song. I'm glad people are giving him shit. Here we go. We got uh, this. Is the live version uh, live in Boston? And here's here's Glitch who comments. Why you guys hating? Man, you guys tripping. He's good. And to be honest, I think you guys are just jealous. And what does being white have to do with anything with rapping? Eminem is white, and he raps, and he's oh. a good one too. Stop hating because you don't have what he's got if he wasn't any good he wouldn't have gotten recognized maddie b i'm a huge fan bro keep it up homie oh that's bad <laughs> he's, he's, it's it's just the irony of a 12 year old little boy singing the song yeah yeah he, he should he should come up with his own raps he should i mean i, I have no problem with a 12 year old boy rapping it's just like yeah. i am i'm pretty sick of twee you know uh, a white person doing any kind of twee cover of a rap song, whether it's musically twee yeah. or visually twee. There is a there is a video I see now where it's Maddie B rapping his original "Turn It Up." Oh, okay. I'm not going to listen sure to good. it, but it yeah, is. Sure. Yeah. I uh, yeah. Fuck Maddie B. Um, I hope this kid doesn't go to college. 
and uh, and not because he doesn't want to. I think, and it's he must be very recent, like because it's we have Maddie B. I have a video, Maddie B. Uh, as John Cena with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> God damn it, Dwayne Johnson! I want to love the Rock, and then I keep finding out more about his politics and his plans to run for president. It makes me like it's kind of ruining I, for me. I don't it, like. Yeah, I hope that, that by the time the elections come around, that people have gotten out of this sort of anyone can run for president. <laughs> like everybody plays this fucking crub cranium yeah i don't want that club, i like that you called cranium. it a crub cranium seems appropriate like, too crub. <laughs> welcome to crub cranium i like that as a name for somebody too like a, yeah. a henchman yeah like we got we got big boy andre 3000 maddie b and crub cranium and together they're gonna <laughs> knock over this jewelry store oh, <laughs> um, gary we learned a lot today oh we? god did we learn a lot today um we think we learned a lot about animals mm-hmm. I think we learned a little bit about weather. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we learned a little bit about relationships and ourselves. Yeah. And uh, I talked about how much I love Outcast. Yeah. I still love Outcast. As you and should. I own it. Um, but you ain't seen nothing yet. Every episode of Teenage Airbag ends with a poem about an onion. Brayton, tell me about onions, but don't do it directly. Tell me in kind of an indirect sure. real heavy on visual metaphor and uh, emotional truth yeah i was i was actually gonna i was gonna save this one for the next episode but since you brought up bile i thought this would be an appropriate one for this episode <laughs> so here we go pocket full of chipolinos strolling down ninth street finger winking finger wagging santa's black boots on their feet star jam sunrise tacos in your low rise street style cilantro kurt vile milano's italy is the home of the onion welcome back cotta time to rub my bunions <laughs> yeah, you're doing good on these ones oh, man. thank you we, we took a break and, and uh, i feel like you're uh, you're back kind of recharged a little bit yeah like rejuvenated you in terms of like did this reignite your love of onions yeah i think that was <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah you're back baby yeah. um if you like uh brayton being back baby go ahead and hit us up uh at patreon.com slash duckfeed tv and that is where you can donate mo- amounts of money yeah. per month and uh by doing so you get uh cool rewards and you support uh your friends yeah. on the network um we have one more episode before we're taking our, our sabbatical and i know people are saying you guys just took a break that was unplanned yeah this is our, our winter break that we like to take so we can Take a little time to relax and recharge for the holidays. Right. I gotta, um, I gotta recharge from recharging. Yes, yeah, so you gotta, gotta decharge and then re-recharge. Yeah. Um, we're doing it. So um, we got one more episode. Look forward to our our, our infamous Christmas special. Yeah. Two weeks, um, and then until then, ratings, reviews, telling your friends, all those things are appreciated. Yeah. From the show. Um, is there anything else? No, that's it. All right. Well, uh, until next time in 2016, we vow to have a better sign off. Bam.